Today, we're going to drink our own urine and love it. Maybe. This is the Dreamcatcher Podcast. That's one small step for man. I don't believe in the no-win scenario. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Do or do not. There is no try. Never give up. Never surrender. Welcome back. My name is Guy Hasson, and this is the Dreamcatcher Podcast. The Dreamcatcher Podcast is here to ask, can anything we imagine be created? Every episode, we tackle another fantasy, another dream, another science fiction idea, and check if we can actually make it true. In celebration of the new Dune book, we are doing Dune Week. This is the third episode of four, in which we tackle ideas from the classic sci-fi book series and see if we can make them real. Today we're asking, can we live on a waterless world? Dune, as you probably know, takes place on Arrakis, a desert planet that has almost no water. Much of the technology there is dedicated to being able to live on that planet. The people have outfits called still suits. These still suits recover sweat from your skin, absorb your urine, they filter it all and return it to you as drinking water. That way, almost all your wasted water is recyclable. Our question of the day is, could this exist? Could we make it happen? And the truth is that people are working on this as we speak and have been working on it quite a while now. We've got two environments that are relevant to us that have absolutely no natural water as far as we're concerned. One is the International Space Station, where astronauts have been living for years now. And the other is Mars where we're planning to go and stay and live and, and possibly, at least the first people who go there, will probably stay there until they die. So those two environments really need water or we won't be able to live there. And the thing is that there are now technologies which are eerily close to the dune still suits. One is a new device invented by Andreas Hammer called the Sweat machine. You can kind of figure out what it does from the name, but I'll tell you anyway, just in case. First, the machine takes the sweat from you. It even absorbs sweat from your clothes. It then puts your clothes through a massive spin cycle like a dryer, where the centrifugal force of the spin draws the water out of the clothes. Then it takes the sweat, heats it, and puts it in the machine between two membranes. One membrane is hot, the other one is cold, and that forces the water molecules to move through the membranes. Only water can move through the membranes in one direction, while the other elements like dirt, salts, and other things can't. So, you put dirty water in, and you can get clean water out and drink it. But that's not what NASA is working on. NASA wants to change the way its astronauts drink water. Because the way the water is being cleaned now takes energy from the space station. So they're delivering a small kit the size of a book to the space station. What it does is it takes urine and filters out the parasites, contaminants, dirty fluids, and just general urine out and leaves us with clean water. This process is chemical 
and doesn't use electricity, which is what NASA needs because we shouldn't take any electricity from the space station because then bad things will happen. Again, we're pretty close to steel suits. I feel we're on the path, but there's one more attempt I want to share with you. Two decades ago, a professor in UW's Department of Aeronautics and Astronautics, Adam Bruckner, developed a new technology with his students. It was called Water Vapor Absorption Reactor, or WAVER for short, and confusion. It was specifically designed to extract minuscule amounts of water vapor from, yes, the Martian atmosphere. Although he and his students invented it, the project did not get funding and died. But Adam Bruckner didn't stop. Now Bruckner wants to solve the water problem on Mars in the opposite way, to bring it out of the rocks themselves. Before we came to Mars, we didn't know if there was any water on it or in it. Now we know, with the help of our Mars-bound Wall-E, that isn't actually called Wall-E, but it's kind of the same. And now we know that, as Stefan Petronix, the author of a book called How We Live on Mars, says, there's so much water on Mars in ice that if all of it was melted today, the entire planet would be a thousand feet deep in water. The problem with the water on Mars is that it's mixed with dirt and rocks. So now Bruckner wants to cook the water out of the rocks. In fact, he wants to use microwaves to do it. And then he wants to purify it. But this brings us back to Arrakis. You see, we know that the giant sandworms dried up the planet. But the question is legitimate, where did the water go? If I drink 10 gallons of water, the water doesn't just disappear. Almost all of it comes back out, and only some of it is used in chemical reactions inside my body. The sandworms dried up the planet, but what happened to the water molecules? Did they mix chemically with something else, and now that something doesn't look like water? Is it inside the giant husks of the dead sandworms? Almost any answer to this question would also reveal how we can get water out of seemingly nowhere, just like we can on Mars, and not just from our own sweat and urine. So let's recap. We asked, can we live on a world without water? Can we replicate Frank Herbert's steel suits? The answer is yes. Yes, we can. In fact, there's more than one way to do it that we know of. We can also hunt down where the water went, and get it back. So that is another question, to which the answer is yes. However, tomorrow we're going to tackle the hardest and least scientific element of Dune. Tomorrow we're going to ask, can prophecies exist? Tune to us tomorrow to find out and have your mind blown. I'm Guy Hassan. The podcast is produced by Ilana Budo, who would rather drink coffee than urine. The theme of the podcast was created by Noah Cohen Eliash. Our website is dreamcatcher.vision. And my question of the day to you is, would you volunteer to go to another planet? Let me know. On Twitter, I'm at dreamcatcherpod. Or you can share your thoughts in the comments at dreamcatcher.vision or on our Facebook page, or even our subreddit, Dreamcatcher Podcast. All one word, Dreamcatcher Podcast. 
The Dreamcatcher podcast is brought to you by Comics Empower, the comic book store for the blind and the visually impaired. Comicsempower.com. I will see you in the next Dreamcatcher podcast. As one small step for man, giant leaps for mankind. I don't believe in the no-win scenario. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Do or do not. There is no trap. Never give up. Never surrender.